Welcome to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette, with your host Steve Garrett, MC and DJ at one of the largest Corvette weekends in the country, Corvette Fun Fest, president of the Corvette Club of Kansas City, Missouri, and radio disc jockey at the number one radio station in Kansas City for over 40 years. Here's Steve Garrett. Thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. I appreciate you tuning in. You can listen to Corvette Today on all podcast platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Anchor.fm, also on Pandora, Stitcher, Audible, and many, many more. You can also listen on your smart device. Just say Alexa or Hey Google, play the podcast called Corvette Today, and you're connected. Also, visit the Corvette Today website. It's www.corvettetodaypodcast.com. You can also sign up for Corvette Today notifications, updates, and information at corvettetoday.ck.page. And don't forget, join the Corvette Today Facebook group. We have over 1,900 members right now. I'd love to have you as a member as well. First, let me thank our flagship sponsors of Corvette today, midenginecorvetteforum.com. If you'd like to join this new vibrant forum that focuses on the new mid-engine C8 Corvette, it's free to join this friendly community. You'll find a lot of fellow Corvette enthusiasts like yourself at midenginecorvetteforum.com. Also, a shout-out to canadiancorvetteforum.com, welcoming Corvette enthusiasts from around the world. It's time to get the latest news and headlines with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. As you know, Keith is with me every other week to keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. Keith, welcome back to the show. We're into February. There's still not a shortage of things to talk about, is there? Well, I think shortage there's the key word, Steve. <laughs> we have got a lot of stuff, don't we? It's been a crazy week. So, Steve, I know you usually like to start off with the topics here, but on Thursday afternoon last week, we learned that the Corvette assembly plant was going to be closed for a second straight week. This was sudden because the day before, General Motors and Chevrolet uh, sent out a dealer memo to the dealers, especially those Corvette dealers, and said that they were going to be reopening on February 8th. So there's something there that really happened where within a day and a half, they said, no, we cannot reopen. It's pretty big news. And unfortunately, you know, there's a, another 900 Corvettes or so that won't be produced. That's a shame. I'm really sad to hear that, but it's out of our hands. It's really something that we cannot control. Isn't that correct? Yeah. And I'll tell you what the representative from Chevrolet, I'll, I'll read you the message that they put out, which was due to a temporary part supply issue, we can confirm that Bowling Green Assembly will not run production the week of February 8th. Our supply chain, manufacturing, and engineering teams are working closely with our supply base to mitigate any further impact on production, and we expect the plant to resume normal operations on Monday, February 15th. They put out something very similar the week before, so my guess is, and we're trying to root around and find out anything, my guess is that something happened which dramatically caused them to say, we can't do production the week of February 8th, so... Really hard to say what that is, but it sounds serious, actually. Well, keep us posted on that, Keith, because that's big, big news. Let's also talk about production and constraint updates right now as well. Sure. So before 2020, back in November, Chevrolet gave the allocation numbers to their dealers for November, December, and January. And then this last week, they also then put out the allocation numbers to dealers for February, March, and April. From the couple dealers that we've talked about, they have seen an increase in numbers over the previous allocations, but still there's so much demand out there for the car. Obviously, dealers want as many cars as they can get. 
Obviously, now with these issues with the production and the plant being closed, we're going to see some sort of bottlenecks appearing, you know, for a little bit as they cars start flowing again. So we do know that during the closure times, they are still shipping cars. The Corvette Museum is still delivering cars via the ARC Museum Delivery Program. So not all is bad, but these delays are really concerning. Yeah, very, very concerning for sure. We've talked about these previously, the black trident wheels and the illuminated sill plates. The illuminated sill plates are gone. Just cross those off your list. But the black wheels are really in demand. I think they were one of the, I think the third or fourth most popular wheel last year. Obviously, black wheels and the Corvette go very well together. There's been some sort of production delay in getting these wheels out. What's happening is it's causing delays in the delivery. So owners, their cars are getting shipped to dealers ready to deliver. And then the dealers are sitting there waiting for these dealer installed accessories to arrive. So again, it's just causing more delays. People are just waiting for the cars. Wow. That's crazy. I think the pandemic has really hurt, obviously, everything, production, the production chain. So it's something we're just going to have to be patient with, right? Yeah, and we haven't heard that the wheel's completely gone. They are working on a backlog to try to get those wheels out to customers. And I think that they are even offering customers the ability to, some dealers at least, to go ahead and take your car. And then when the wheels come in, you know, bring the car back in and we'll swap them out. So if you find yourself in that situation... The best thing to do is just talk to your dealer, find out what your options are, and you can go from there. That's a great option for sure. At least people will get their cars, and they know that when those wheels come in, they'll be able to get them. That's great. Yep, exactly. All right. Also, Keith, the first 2020 C8 convertible is going to be sold at Barrett-Jackson in Scottsdale, and it's going for charity. That's nice. Yeah, we probably would have seen this last year at the Palm Beach auction down in South Florida Mm -hmm. in April. That's what they did with the Stingray and the Z06 from the C7s. The coupe went for sale at the Scottsdale auction, and then the convertible was for sale at the Palm Beach auction. But COVID, of course, shut down the plant and delayed everything. The first Corvette convertible wasn't actually built till August 3rd, and that's the car that's going to be on the auction block at the rescheduled Scottsdale auction, which happens in March. Interesting, this is a black car, and we do know that Rick Hendrick, who bought the first one for $3 million, the first coupe C8 for $3 million, does like his Corvettes in black. So it was awful nice for the Chevy team to go ahead and get this one prepped for him. <laughs> I don't really see anybody else going after it hard other than him, so it should be an interesting auction. So this black Corvette convertible will be going to auction. It's the number one of these auctions that Chevy's done over the years. I believe they've raised like $24 million since they started doing these with Bear Jackson back in 2005 or 2006 or so. So uh, these auctions are a really big deal. They do raise a lot of money. The winning bidder, that check goes directly to the charity, not to Bear Jackson, who then doles it out. So it's a win-win by everybody all around. That's fantastic. That's great. Keith, we're also still hearing some rumors about faulty valve springs. Are the C8s still suffering from this? We thought that was pretty much something that was left behind in 2020. The service bulletin for the cars that are affected with this issue had been expanded out to around October 7th or October 9th or so. But we had a guy who got his car in December and drove X amount of miles before he ended up with engine problems. And of course, his piston went down into the cylinder and caused all kinds of issues. So we want to say that for the most part, that 
problem should be behind us, but it still seems we have these onesies or twosies popping up here and there. So hopefully Chevrolet and General Motors have this problem licked. These were faulty valve springs that were spread throughout the V8 lineup. So not just Corvettes were affected and, you know, it was nothing specific to the manufacturer of the Corvettes. It was just the bad valve springs. Right. Well, hopefully this is an isolated incident and we're, like you said, hopefully all that is behind us. Exactly. Also, here's a big announcement, Keith, and this is something that's huge. General Motors said that they're going to make only electric vehicles by 2035. Talk more about that and talk about what that means for Corvette. Well, again, you know, we know that General Motors has this huge push for electrification. They've got this whole modular system that they've been working on called the Ultium, which is a combination of battery systems as well as drive units to give power to cars. Mary Barra, the CEO, wrote on LinkedIn that the General Motors mission now is to go full electric by 2035. What does this mean for Corvettes? You know, we're really, that's 15 years away right now. So obviously there's plenty of time to get to that point, but we just don't want to get to that point. If we go electric, we have to have a car that exceeds all the performance and everything that we see right now. It's the only way that Corvette people will buy into it. I'm convinced of that. But, you know, there's all sorts of things that go along with that. There's the national infrastructure, you have to have charging points, and you have to make sure that the grid can handle all that. So, yeah, it's great that they're going to fully electric, but there's still just so much more that's going to be involved, and we won't know until we get there. So. I would just say hang on because it's going to be an interesting ride. Well, it's 15 years away, like you said, so it'll be interesting to see what happens between now and 2035 for sure. And, you know, we're looking out at that. Is is that going to be the C9? Is that going to be the C10? Yes. If we go six, eight years or so for C8, that puts us uh, 26 or 28. So that's still almost a full generation by the time 2035 comes around. There's still plenty of development that's going to be done. Lots of testing going to be done. Obviously, General Motors right now is launching the Lyric SUV from Cadillac and the GMC Hummer, both fully electric and with tons of performance, I think a thousand horsepower on the Hummer. Wow. So there are things there that people should find very interesting. And we'll just see if it gets embraced by the Corvette crowd, who so far has said no to an electric Corvette. That'll be interesting to watch, my friend. Very interesting to watch. Also, this is something that's obviously near and dear to my heart. Anybody that knows me and knows my C7 Stingray, the carbon fiber ground effects package is back again for the C8. That's awesome. Yeah, this got canceled a year ago. This was got canceled back in January. Just all the orders basically swamped the vendor, and the vendor said, we can't do it. By January, they hadn't even started making the cars yet. The first retail Stingray came off the line on February 3rd. So, yeah, they canceled this. It's been something that a lot of people wanted. And we started seeing it show up the last few months. Dealers, our friend Mike Furman would have a delivery and we'd see it on there. And so they started showing up in the parts department. You can order them through Chevrolet Accessories. The cost is $46.95 for the set. The carbon fiber front splitter and then the two rocker panels. That's very cool. I'm glad to see that because I'm a carbon fiber freak, a fanatic. So I'm glad to see that. So when Chevy stripped these from their orders, also like the high wing, Mm -hmm. when they stripped those from the orders, they did give customers a 25% discount coupon, Oh, which they could use. It's valued up to $500. I talked to a reader this week who told us that, how do I get that? I had that stripped from my order. So we sent him over to the Corvette concierge who would have a record of that. And then they took care of him, supposedly. That's great to hear. So if you had like your high wing stripped from your order and you're looking for a coupon because it is back in stock on Chevrolet accessories, you can't order it yet on the 21s. 
but I hear that that's coming shortly. So you can go to Chevrolet Accessories, you go to your parts counter at your Chevy dealership, and you can get it ordered there. Nice. And they also have another option for you. It's the Stingray R package that was just recently shown on a C8 at the Daytona International Speedway. Yeah, you know, we longed for a special edition called the Stingray R. That's what we thought it would be. It sure made a lot of sense, but it turns out it's really just a graphics package. The Stingray R is the Jake Hood vinyl graphic. Okay. And then there are two Stingray R graphics that appear on the sides of the car. So if you've got the 5VM with the rockers, it goes on the rocker, the rear rocker panel there. But if you don't have that, the, these Stingray R graphics also go just then on the car, just in front of those rear wheels. Got it. Well, it looks really good, and I like the graphics on it. It would look great on that new carbon fiber package that's back in stock as well. Well, people who love Jake and the Corvette racing team, you know, they obviously love to show off their appreciation for it. So it's almost like a bonus before people would just get the Jake stinger hood there and be able to show it off that way. But now you've got just a little bit more. So it's a fun. We should actually see a lot of these. I think a lot of Corvette people will end up having them. I agree. I think that'll be a very popular package as well. And finally, Keith, General Motors says that Gen Xers are buying more C8 Corvettes than we realized. That's good to hear. Well, I always like to think that the generation I'm part of is the smartest ones that are out there. Of course. <laughs> According to Steve Hill from General Motors, that they have seen nearly double the sales from the Gen X generation for the C8 versus C7. So again, it's just more of this confirmation. You're reaching younger buyers. They're more affluent. They're spending more on their cars. That's exactly where Chevy and General Motors wanted to be with the Corvette. That's wonderful news. They've always wanted to lower the age of Corvette buyers, and I think the C8 has really done that very well. Yes, it has. Sounds good, buddy. We'll take a quick break here, and when we get back into segment number two, we're going to talk about racing and rumors on Corvette Today. American Hydrocarbon, your one-stop shop for custom interior, exterior, and engine bay items for your C4 through C8 Corvette. We can help you create a custom look for your Corvette with carbon fiber or 10 different color patterns and styles. We've served customers in over 28 countries all around the world. Whether it's a custom-made engine cover for your new C8 mid-engine Corvette or custom-made C4 interior upgrades, American Hydrocarbon can help you transform your Corvette into a best-in-class show car. Our products have been featured in VET and Corvette magazines, so give us a call. 813-476-5638. That's 813-476-5638. Visit our website at AmericanHydrocarbon.com or email us at pat at AmericanHydrocarbon.com. Let us help you make your Corvette the car you've always wanted it to be. American Hydrocarbon. KC Trends Motorsports has been the Midwest's largest custom wheel superstore for over 25 years. They specialize in C8 wheel fitments from the top brands in the industry, like HRE, Vossen, ADV1, Avant-Garde, and more. They ship daily from their Kansas City location to all upper 48 states with the best pricing and inventory in the country. Need tires? KC Trends Motorsports has you covered. They have tires in stock from Michelin and Pirelli. Plus, they can help you with a customized wheel and tire combo for your Corvette to truly make it one of a kind. And if you need wheel ideas, no problem. Simply go online to kctrends.com for their car and wheel visualizer. See the wheels on your Corvette before you purchase. 
Also, there's dozens of wheels and tire combo pictures to look through online to spur your imagination. And their expert staff is there to help you with wheel and tire sizing and offsets for your C6, C7, and C8 Corvette. Visit them online at caseytrends.com. See them on Facebook and Instagram. Make any Corvette a one-of-a-kind with KC Trends Motorsports. Call them toll-free, 877-962-5200. KC Trends Motorsports. You're listening to the Corvette Today Podcast with Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today, the podcast that talks about everything Corvette. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. With me every other week is Keith Cornett. He's MrCorvetteBlogger.com. Keith is here to keep us up to date on exactly what's going on in the world of Corvette. In this second segment, we're going to talk about racing and also rumors in the Corvette industry. Keith, first of all, Corvette Racing had a big win at Daytona. That was a good start to the season. Boy, that was a good race. First of all, we won the race to get the pole position with the number three car, and then the number three car wins the Rolex 24. So what a fantastic start for that team. And right behind them was the number four car. So really a total domination by Corvette Racing at the Rolex 24. For the most part, it was fairly flawless. There was a couple little things here and there. I know at the very end of the race, there was a hiccup with the yellow car not being able to restart right away after it pitted. That took 20, 30 seconds off the clock, but they got right back out and they reestablished themselves and then took the lead for the win and again another great race by jordan taylor and antonio garcia and then with nikki katzberg both antonio and jordan have won the rolex 24 before but this was nikki's first one so he was pretty excited about that the sad news was that during the race antonio garcia is from spain and so the drivers that were traveling after the race were all given pre-travel covid tests and Antonio came back as positive. Oh. So that was about hour 17 of the race. And so he was actually pulled from competition, sequestered away. They determined that Corvette Racing had done everything under the COVID protocol as expected. And that with minimum drive times reached, everything was fine with that. It just meant that Jordan and Nikki had to step up and do the rest of their driving for the end of the race. So kind of sad at the end. I was wondering where Antonio was there as they were all celebrating. I'm sure it was very frustrating for him just to be looked up and not being able to be out there with his teammates. Well, Well, the sooner we can get out of this COVID thing, the better, obviously, and for Corvette Racing as well. Also, Keith, the new head of Corvette Racing, Laura Wontrop-Klosser, has talked about the future of GT Racing, which was pretty interesting to hear. Yeah, when you read this article, she's talking about there's two different ways that Corvette Racing can go. Again, they're looking at the different ways that the organizing boards, the bodies, IMSA, the FIA, and the ACO will all come to an agreement somehow on the future of GT Racing. We've been talking about this for a little bit. In this article, she talks about either going to a GT3 program, which, again, I think most Corvette fans are excited about because these are the cars that we see on the showroom floor. These are the cars we drive every day. And it makes sense that we'd want to root for the team of the cars that look just like the ones that we have. The other one is the LMDH program, which is coming up, and that's a prototype racing. That one is appealing at the 24 Hours of Le Mans, any of these big races where Corvettes could always go for the ultimate win against the competition from Audi and Toyota and Mercedes and all these other prototype cars as well. So it's still kind of shaken out, but I think now that IMSA has announced that the GTLM class is going away and they're going to do a GT3 style pro class, we're hoping that that will get the kick in the butt to get a GT3 program for the Corvette. 
Well, that's really interesting because her announcement, along with IMSA's announcement, where GTLM is being replaced with that GTD Pro class based upon the GT3 specs, all that just falls right into place, doesn't it? It does. So for Chevy to have a GT3 program, essentially what they have to do is build customer cars. And I think that the regulations, I did look it up, but I wasn't quite sure if this was the most current. But I believe that the current GT3 regulations are that the manufacturer has to build 10 cars in the first year and at least 10 cars in the second year. So 20 cars need to be built by the second year of the program for them to qualify for a GT3 racing program. Okay. We like it because we like to see more Corvettes out on these. You know, you look at that GTD field at Rolex, it was huge. Again, there's no Corvettes in it. That puts the focus on the pro team, but I know fans would also like to be rooting for more Corvettes in the races. Yeah. Especially other classes, why not? And then secondly, we know a lot of well-heeled Corvette owners out there that would fancy themselves a gentleman driver and be able to fund programs like a GT3 racing program, like a Pro-Am setup. So there's a lot of potential out there. And again, the regulations for this class are just for North America. So we're still waiting to see what's going to happen for the 24 Hours of Le Mans and the WC and so forth. That'll be interesting. I'm anxious to see it because Corvette racing could use some more competition. I know that we dominate, but boy, it would sure be nice to see us in a class with some of those other racers. There's a ton of them. I mean, all these other race programs that are out there, one of their fears is they don't step up. You know, did Doug Beans talk about this is they don't step up to the pro class because they know that they'd get their butt handed to them by Corvette racing. So in a field like the GTDs or in GT3s where you have a pro-am driver set up, it does make things a little bit more interesting and competition breeds success. And so you can't just hide behind the fact that you don't want to go against a team because you might get beat. You want to go against a team because they make you better. We think that the GT3 program is hopefully the way that Chevy's going to go with it. Well, that'll be interesting to see how that all progresses and comes down. Also, Keith, in segment number one, we talked about GM wanting to go all electric by 2035, which raises the question, what do we know now about the supposed E-Ray that's going to be in the C8 category? Well, there's been a lot of talk about the E-Ray. And actually, when we start talking E-Ray to people, we find that there's, I don't want to say more interest in the Z06, but for whatever reason, the E-Ray just really seems to be waking some people up in terms of new excitement for the program. What we think the E-Ray is, is a car like the Stingray with a 6.2 liter gas engine in the back. But in the front, in the lower front, is an electric motor that powers the front wheels on demand. So it's not a true electric car because obviously you got the engine in the back. It's not a gas electric hybrid in the sense that you would drive it at low speeds like the 35 and then boom, the engine kicks on and you go. This is for launching, this is for performance driving, giving you additional power on the wheels will give you essentially E all-wheel drive. So it's a pretty exciting concept. I like it. Boy, it sounds like it could be real revolutionary, kind of like the LaFerrari. Yeah, and anything that adds these combinations of technologies together for more performance, I think Corvette people will be behind it. There's all these little clues that have been out there. We've kind of connected the dots on what we've seen previously and then what we kind of think of where it'll fit in in the future. So there's been talk, you know, about a 2023 Grand Sport slash E-Ray. Right. Hard to say if that's going to be what it is. And then the other school of thought with the E-Ray is that it's not a model. It's a drive system that then can be ported into different Corvette models. So Ooh. a Z06 could have it, a Grand Sport could have it, maybe even a Stingray could have it. Wow. That will be interesting to see how that develops and evolves. Yeah, we're, we're excited about that. And so, like you said, there just seems to be a lot of interest from Corvette fans on it as well. So we're really paying close attention to it. 
And speaking of the Z06, we had a dealer rep saying that the Z06 for 2022 is going to be revealed this July. Is that right? Again, we don't put much stock in a dealer rep saying something. This is a number 16 dealer down in Florida. They do hear conversations. They get little tidbits as well. I'm not saying they don't know, but we're just not sure. And to suddenly say it's going to happen because one dealer rep says it on a Facebook post. And in his Facebook post, he admits that it was just a guess, but trust his guesses that we're supposed to all start packing our bags now. We're just not sure. There's also been discussions that the Z06 program is running a little bit behind. We might even see it as a 2023 model, but released during 2022. Oh, We just don't know yet. So we're just watching the development teams. They got caught testing out at Willow Springs by Motor Trend last week. So there's video. You can hear the car going around the track. But again, we just don't know. So I wouldn't put too much stock in it at this point. Well, there's a lot of rumors out there, Keith. And we have to keep our ears close to the tracks just to see what's going to happen here. That's a lot to digest and a lot to look forward to. Yeah, it sure is. There's just a lot going out there. And when we publish these kinds of things, we always look for official sources. We always try to get two. That's always kind of the rule of thumb. And then anything else is just a rumor out in the wind to be chased or to be ignored. So at this point, I would say it's not something to start packing your bags yet. Well, that's smart that you do it with two different sources. And that makes it even more legit. Buddy, let's take another quick break. And when we get back, we'll talk about the lighter side of Corvette on Corvette Today. VetFinders.com is the Internet's original Corvette classified ads website with classified ads starting at just $25. And every ad runs until your Corvette is sold. If you're in the market for a Corvette, VetFinders.com has over 500 Corvettes for sale from all around the USA and Canada and covering all eight generations. Visit VetFinders.com, the Internet's destination for buying and selling Corvettes. That's V-E-T-T-E finders.com. Hey, honey, are you awake? Mm, I am now. I can't sleep. Since turning 50, I keep dreaming of a red door and a blue door, somehow knowing there are only choices for retirement. Okay. Through the red door, we outlive our money. We have to rely on our kids. We're stuck on a fixed income. It's terrifying. Yeah, that would suck. But through the blue door, our money outlives us. We retire on our terms. Our kids stay our kids, not our caretakers. We make work optional. Yes, that's much better. That's what I want to, but what do we do? We call True Wealth and Company at 913-653-8783. They specialize in helping successful people make work optional. They're our fiduciary Blue Door personal wealth managers. Hey, where are you going? It's 3 a.m. I can't sleep. I'm going to check out True Wealth and Company online at retirewithtrue.com. That Blue Door is going to be our retirement. 913-653-8783. Visit us online at retirewithtrue.com. Investment advice offered through True Wealth and Company, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Kansas. And now, back to Corvette Today with your host and my husband, Steve Garrett. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette Today. I'm your host, Steve Garrett. We keep you up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette every other week with my buddy Keith Cornett from CorvetteBlogger.com. In this third and final segment, we're going to talk about the lighter side of Corvette. Our first item is a subject that we talked about in our last podcast. Keith, give us an update about the guy in the Georgia lottery that won the C8 Corvette. When's he getting his car? Well, as the quick recap, his name is Dennis Kaler, I believe. He bought a $5 scratch-off ticket and scratched it off and won a brand-new C8 Corvette back in December. Unfortunately, when he went to turn it in, 
that's when lottery officials decided to look into how hard it would be to get a Corvette, and suddenly they found out it was very hard. They talked to a couple dealers in the Atlanta area. Supposedly, there was a couple dealers that said, yeah, we can help you out, and then those cars were over MSRP. So uh, according to the latest news, Jim Ellis Chevrolet of Atlanta stepped up and said, we can get him a car, and we can probably get him into it by March. I don't know now with the current delays at the assembly plant, if it'll be quite March, but the point is that he's getting a car at MSRP. His will be one of the next ones built, probably, and then he'll have it March or April. So nice to see a Chevy dealer coming to help. There was some talk. Somebody had reached out to Chevrolet corporately and said, what can you do to help? And they said, we didn't even know anything about this. So there's not much that that was done on Chevy's side. It was just the dealer stepping up and saying, we can get you a car. Well, congratulations and thank you to Jim Ellis Chevrolet in Atlanta. We applaud you here on Corvette today. Yeah. Also, if you've ever seen the movie Animal House, you know that they had a red 59 Corvette in that movie. Well, that Corvette is going up for sale. That's pretty cool, Keith. Yeah, you know, this is one of these cars that is very well known from the movie. The movie came out in 78, so the car had kind of been lost. No one knew what happened to it or anything like that. Turns out the owner of the car, he bought it in 74, heard that they wanted a car, a Corvette for the production of the movie. He was somehow involved in the movie industry and said, hey, I got one. So they used his car in it. His car is red with the white coves, and it's got a custom interior in it. It's got a, like a diamond pattern leather interior in it. After the movie was done, it's just parked in his garage. It sat there with uh, very little driving over the last 30 or 40 years. He's an older gentleman now, and he has a nice interview. He talks about some of the behind-the-scenes shooting with the car and, you know, Animal House, the movie and stuff. But it's just, he says, now it's just time to let it go. And so it's pretty exciting. All of a sudden, this car that we've all seen and we all know the movie, and now somebody can buy it. It's a pretty neat piece of pop culture history. That's pretty cool. I'd love to see how much that car goes for. I'll be watching for that. When's that coming up? Exactly. It's going to be going for sale, I believe, on Bring a Trailer sometime in April. Okay. was the timeline that we saw. So when it does go up there officially, we're going to be running another story alerting people, and then we'll be paying attention to whatever that selling price is. And we'll talk about it on Corvette today for sure. Yes, we will. Also, there is a Z51 C8 Corvette that ran a 2.49 for Car and Driver's 2021 Lightning Lap. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, so for people that might not know, the Lightning Lap is a competition that's organized every year by Car and Driver. In past years, they've taken a whole lot of cars. This year, I think there were only uh, 10 or 12 that they take out to VIR, Virginia International Raceway. And they run the 4.1-mile Grand Course which is nicknamed the American Nürburgring just because of all the different changes in techniques and the corners and elevation. And then you got some really long straightways where you can get some great speed. So they've been doing this competition out there for 15 years. They're not racing. The cars don't race each other. They race against the clock. And so from that, we get a historical perspective of how well the new cars do against the older cars. Again, we see the C8 just really coming in and doing what it does well, which is lapping the track. That's great. I was real excited to see it ran such a good lap, and especially against the competition that it was in. Well, the crazy thing is when you look at the historical cars that it beat, so the C8 base Stingray Z51 actually had a faster time than the 2012 ZR1, and that was the car that had the new Michelins on it. Again, it just shows how well the mid-engine car does on the track, but also how technology and tires have really come a long way in just these few years to continue to increase these lap times. 
Very cool. I was real excited to see that. Also, if you listen to Corvette Today podcast number 30, I interviewed legendary C2 designer Peter Brock. Now, Peter has now teamed up with Ian Callum, and Ian Callum is the head of Jaguar, and they've created a C2 EV project. This looks really, really cool. Yeah, so there's this company in Ireland called Ava. What they want to do is they essentially want to retrofit classic cars with electric vehicle technology. Previously, they've done the Land Rover Defender, maybe. They've also done a couple old VWs, an old Mercedes 560, I believe, you know, the two-door convertible. These cars are very expensive, obviously, to retrofit. But what they're doing here is it sounds like they're going to come up with a line of cars, C2-based. We assume that it'll be the split window coupe, but maybe somebody wants to do a 67 version of it. The video shows a 64, it looks like. There's different ways that they could really go with this. Essentially, that's it. They want to take a C2 and electrify it and then sell that as a special line of cars. Very cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the final project on that. And when I saw the video, it was like, ah, there's our buddy, Peter Brock. That looks so cool. Yeah, I mean, he's a legendary designer. Not only designed the Stingray and the 59 Stingray Racer, but also the Shelby Daytona Coupe. He's been around and seen it all. He has seen it all. Also, Alexander Rossi, the race car driver, said that the C8 Z06 is a legit race car. How did he get to a Z06 before us, Keith? Well, again, this is, I will say, uh, you know, lawyers say, well, this is a hearsay. This is, you know, he didn't actually drive the car to come up with that own impression. So Alexander Rossi, he was at the Rolex 24. He drove this year for Wayne Taylor Racing, the number 10 car that actually won the prototype class. So he was on the Smoking Tire podcast with Matt Farah. This is an hour-long podcast. And right at the very end, they're talking about cars that, you know, any kind of cars that excite him today. Alexander brings up the Corvette. Basically, he says that I've got a friend that drives for Corvette Racing. He says that it is a legitimate C8 race car without stickers or with the stickers removed. It's hard to really hear what he says there because the audio drops, but we reached out to Matt Farah. And he said that sounds about right, that he said the C8 Z06 is a legitimate race car with no stickers on it. Pretty exciting stuff there. I can't wait to see this Z06. I'm patiently waiting, just patiently waiting. I'll tell you one thing he said. So when they were in the layouts for the pit stalls, he says that Corvette Racing was next to him. And that every time that they would start up the cars and launch from it, he said it was like it blew up your soul. Wow. (laughs) The sound from the flat plane crank engine. That's amazing. Well, I think this is going to be a revolutionary car, and I can't wait to see it. I hope that they announce that thing sooner than later. We're waiting to see. It's good to see them out there testing. We just need to see more of that before we're certain that things are going to come up. So hopefully not too much longer, but just stay patient. I know. I've got patience is a virtue, that's for sure. (laughs) What we have the least of around here sometimes. Exactly. And finally, Keith, General Motors debuted and released early their Super Bowl ad. It was a full minute and 30 seconds with Will Ferrell. What a great commercial. Yeah, so the commercial will air in the first quarter. It's a little bit tighter of a commercial with only one minute, but you can see the full 130 at CorvetteBlogger.com. In the commercial, he's looking at a map of Norway or reading some facts, and he finds out that Norway actually sells more EVs per capita than the United States. And he says, no way, Norway, and goes on a quest to get to Norway in his Cadillac Lyric SUV and give them a piece of their mind. <laughs> Along the way, he picks up Keenan Thompson, and Keenan's driving the GMC Hummer, 
it's a fun commercial and I think people enjoy it. It was fun to watch and I actually watched it twice because it was Will Ferrell. Exactly. Yeah. It's a fun commercial. And again, there's nothing preachy about it or anything like that. It's just having fun. So go for it. When you have Will Ferrell in it, you got to have fun. Right, exactly. Speaking of the Super Bowl, maybe some of your listeners might not know, but you are in Kansas City and I'm in Tampa Bay. Right. I think we're going to have an interesting show on Sunday night. What do you think? I think so, too. We've got the GOAT, the greatest of all time, versus the new GOAT. And that would be Patrick Mahomes. So this will be interesting to see. And obviously, when this podcast airs, we'll already know the outcome of the Super Bowl. So don't spoil it for us. <laughs> That's right. We're just excited here in Tampa Bay. Got a lot of people coming in. Your mayor came into town yesterday, said some fun things. This is a good matchup, I think. We faced each other earlier in the season. You guys got the win for that one, but it wasn't a blowout. You just can't discount any game when you have Tom Brady as your quarterback. Absolutely. We're excited to have him. He got us to the promised land once. Now if we can get over that hump. I know this town will be very excited. Well, I'm anxious to watch the game. So we'll talk about it on our next news and headlines podcast in two weeks. How's that sound? You got it, Steve. Keith, thank you very much for being here. Thanks for keeping us up to date on what's going on in the world of Corvette. We'll talk to you in two weeks. Yeah, sure thing. All the stories that Steve and I talked about today are on CorvetteBlogger.com. I would love to have you sign up for our mailing list. You get the recap every day. Again, go Buccaneers. (laughs) Had to get that last one in, Steve. (laughs) Absolutely. That sounds good, buddy. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to Corvette today. And make sure you check out our sponsors like KC Trends. Go to kctrends.com. Also check out American Hydrocarbon at americanhydrocarbon.com. You've been listening to Corvette Today with Steve Garrett. If you'd like to contact Steve with any thoughts on the podcast or ideas for guests on Corvette Today, you can email him at stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. That's stevegarrettdj at gmail.com. Garrett has two R's and two T's. Or connect with Steve on social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using at stevegarrettdj. Thanks again for listening to Corvette Today.